the next speaker, Xiaoming Xu. Where do I start with Xiaoming? <laughs> Uh, well, he's a really terrific friend of mine who I met in, uh, in Andrew's lab, and we've had, well, all of us have had a terrific time with Xiaoming. Um, and I think what, one of the things I learned from Xiaoming is one of the best ways to get results is to do lots and lots and lots of experiments. Um, and I think, um, <laughs> not, not, not because randomly things occasionally work. <laughs> It's that you generate a tremendous amount of data, and from that data, if you analyse it, you can find things that are very interesting. So, Scherning arrived from Adelaide. Um, he was half the size he is now. He's the same height. <laughs> the same height, but he was half the size. And um, uh, we all got... We, we, we rapidly got to know him, but what, what I didn't realise at the time was that Andrew was rather nervous when Scherning <laughs> I should I give you a microphone to talk? <laughs> Andrew was rather nervous when Shannon arrived, and um, I'm going to have to story. But anyway, so Shannon came over on a C.J. Martin fellowship from, from Adelaide, and I think shortly before Shannon arrived, Andrew <laughs> received a telephone call saying, "Be careful! <laughs> <laughs> this is a slightly dangerous man." <laughs> Uh, I won't repeat why, but um, <laughs> anyway, Shani, all you, well, I can't remember what you're talking about. Um, uh, correlates of protection against HIV or influenza A infection in humans. Uh, that is the title, actually, Chandri. Oh, thank you very much for your introduction, and also, I <laughs> have uh, a very great pleasure and feel very honoured to be here. Thank you, Andrew, for your invitation, and uh, I think it's, uh, uh, I, I think this is my first time to talking about the uh, uh, audience which have so many big cheese and uh, you know <laughs> so so I like Kevin mentioned I originally came from China and uh, where Australia where I uh, did my uh, PhD and uh, pathology training and then so I arrived uh, uh, Oxford in 1995 and then I remember this is the first Christmas party uh, I went in the year I would arrive, and also in the Trinity College, which is tonight, we're going to be there. So, and then, and, this, and then the, uh, the slide I have, which is exactly <laughs> two years ago, I left Oxford to join the Wadis. And as you can see, you know, it's really, you know, all my hair turned up <laughs> totally white. And Kevin uh, also mentioned the body weight. <laughs> But if I look at Andrew, actually, not much, no, didn't change much. <laughs> apart, apart from uh, those, uh, a few of strands of hair. <laughs> and I think it's, uh, the reason is, of course, uh, uh, very obviously, it's a beer. <laughs> and, and, and also, I know Andrew have a very s solid and steady drinking uh, pattern, which is, uh, <laughs> Normally, he's, when he's in town, he's always drinking every second day. So that means every second day, I get a phone call, say, Johnny, time for beer. Which normally Kevin and I and David would go social club every day. So that's why the difference, right? And also, I don't think many of you uh, to know the real capacity of, uh, of Andrew drink. <laughs> so I can tell you one story, actually, and uh, <laughs> I know many stories, but I'll tell you just one. <laughs> and uh, so I, I remember um, 
uh, when we did it uh, together with uh, Gavin, uh, Andrew, and also Kate, uh, with it uh, and other colleagues to, to China and Beijing, the last day of the visit in Beijing, and Andrew, come, after dinner, Andrew come and said, Xiaoning, I have a problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, I have a bottle of duty-free whiskey I bought from Heathrow, but I don't want to take it back. <laughs> I said, OK, let's drink it. <laughs> So I went to a, a room, which is uh, given, which that time was shared room, and then and watched the TV. That time is uh, England was to uh, South Africa or the rugby. So and I would open the bottle, we drink, and the half in the halfway, uh, Gavin is totally dead. <laughs> and then and when I continue drink and finish the bottle, and then, and then, and then say, oh, it's time to bed. So he went off and uh, and come back about two minutes. He said, Xiaoning, I have a problem again. I said, my room card doesn't work. <laughs> and I look at his card, he sees his credit card. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so a part of very good over the years, and uh, in, at Oxford, I'd be very good uh, a drinking partner with Andrew. But of course, Andrew trained me as a T-cell immunology and the biology, because I have no idea about T-cells when I arrived at Oxford about 15 years ago. And then as the Oxford you know, strategy and do anything you want, uh, so I start to look at some T-cell, learn T-cell cloning, uh, T-cell killing. Actually, I remember the, uh, the first uh, cramming release assay I did <coughs> works. And then the Francis is so exciting. And, uh, Drive me to the Andrew's office. Said, "Look, Andrew, this guy can kill." <laughs> <laughs> so actually, that time really built up my confidence in Oxford <laughs> because I thought Oxford is you know, so many brilliant and clever people, and I'm just a little Chinese guy and uh, where Australia <laughs> come to Oxford. And so, so actually, and then so in that first uh, sort of five or seven years, I've been working on uh, 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 HIV escape, but not, you know mutation escape. We try to look at whether the, uh, the T cell clone can die when they encounter with HIV, and then we find out that the NAF is uh, one of the key factors regulate this cell death. And also, uh, we look at the, how the HIV NAF down regulate class one. That's another way, very opposite way, to escape of uh, uh, T cell recognition. And, uh, and, and so on. And then later on, Gavin jumped in to, to study work together on apoptosis because uh, uh, as, as you know, Gavin <coughs> is very good of molecular biology and other drinking partner too. And then, so we, we really, uh, together, we cloned a lot of a uh, few new TNF receptors, although we are a few months behind the uh, Americans. So that is the first uh, uh, seven years. In terms of the China connection, which is really you know, at a time when the, the SARS outbreak uh, in China, uh, uh, 2003, and at that time, I think soon after, I heard a lot of people die in Hong Kong and no, not Hong Kong in, in, in Guangzhou, near Hong Kong, and then, and, then, and then I talked to Andrew. I said a lot of people die, you know, 10 percent, you know, uh, mortality. And he said, oh, it must be a flu, you know. So, so Andrew called up to John Scale here. I remember in the office said, John, what do you think of that? John said, no way, no, no flu, no flu. <laughs> so and then turned up is is a new virus called SARS. So, and then immediately after that, we initiated the uh, China collab uh, uh, connection uh, 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 collaborations. 
So um, as you know, that start with Guangzhou and then Hong Kong, and then, and, and then later on we moved to Beijing, almost in the same year. And then we, within the three months of the uh, outbreak, we uh, make a visit to China in Beijing and also Andrew uh, attended this uh, Chinese government uh, uh, a workshop on emerging infectious diseases. And then we have um, uh, talked to the uh, Beijing mayor of uh, our uh, uh, idea of research conqueror of SARS. So within three months, we set up uh, a connection with the SARS hospital both in Beijing and Guangzhou. And also, more importantly, we get a grant from MRC. And that is really uh, amazing because uh, I remember Gavin read about three pages of uh, uh, research proposal and submitted to the MRC. Within about two weeks, uh, they come back with a check of uh, over half a million, say a quarter million, something like, uh, you know, go ahead, do it. <laughs> Which is, uh, I never see MRC so efficient. <laughs> and, 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 and followed by the Chinese government also gave the uh, almost similar amount of uh, cash uh, or money to do the uh, SARS research. So what we did is uh, we um, uh, collected a lot of uh, SARS samples during the uh, uh, outbreak in Beijing and also a uh, second outbreak, uh, uh, sorry, first outbreak in Guangzhou and the second uh, 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 outbreak in Beijing. And also, because the sample we collect, you know, over 100 acute samples, this is a serious sample at the hospital and the recovery and so on. So, and also, to be able to start a T-cell response, you have to use a lot of blood. So we can't really use the acute sample. So what we did start with, we, we look at the uh, convalescent sample, uh, who was recovered from SARS uh, 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 infection. And then, this, and then we make, uh, the SARS virus is quite a big virus. It's about three times bigger than HIV. So we make uh, overlapping peptide over 2,000, and set up a 3D, Chris Lee, here and the postdoc in lab, and then and did, went to China and then did all the experiment together with uh, our Chinese uh, collaborators to look at the, uh, the, uh, the, the T cell response in terms of CD4, CD8, and, and also the map of the whole uh, uh, genome of uh, immune response to different types of the uh, gene of SARS. So, what, uh, what do we find in summary? We, we find uh, 50 uh, new T cell epitopes, and we find the CD8 response much bigger than the CD4 response. And the spec is very dominant uh, uh, antigen uh, uh, in terms of stimulated T cell response. So this is the first time we set up roadmap for uh, a new virus, uh, which is in terms of T cell responses. When the time we get all the T cells set up and know the epitope, everything, and now we thought, let's go back to the Q samples because that way they can get a correlation of a protection or so. But the problem in that time is uh, there are two. Uh, outbreak laboratory induced, and then and the government is too uh, very sensitive about the people using the Q samples to study, and then so we didn't allow to touch the uh, the sample we collected, and then have to be sent to central uh, government uh, uh, controlled area to store. So this is a unique tank containing no SARS uh, of uh, samples, which is you know no one can no one have it, and then and then and then of course the. Uh, the question of SARS is still not, uh, although the disease, the, the virus gone, but whether they come back, we don't know the reservoir, we don't know what the uh, protected immunity, or, although they can stimulate T-cell response, but whether they are good or bad, we don't know. Of course, we have no idea how the vaccine can be works or not. 
So when the SARS passed and then we have a, a, a few trips to China and including Mongolia. Uh, I think uh, McNinado also saw some of that. So this is when we arrive in the Mongolia, we have these beautiful Mongolia girl and uh, will come us. And Andrew is the head of a delegation, so he have to drink a bowl of uh, Mongolia rice wine every time they go, we go in that place. So now we are just watching it. So <laughs> Paul Andrew. And then, of course, he's on the house, which is, you might saw that before. And also we have the uh, uh, local journalist interview uh, uh, Andrew with the Mongolia interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up uh, singing uh, a song. I don't think anybody hear about Andrew singing a song before. So I, 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 I think we sing uh, something like a jingle bell or something. <laughs> and then we also have a trip to. Uh, uh, Harbin, which is uh, 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 Manchuria, very, very north part of China. It's very cold, something around uh, where, uh, 20 or 30 degrees minus, of course. And then, and then we, we, when we arrive, and then the, our host, Hualan Chen, uh, gave up all the uh, code of military, Chinese military code. That's why we're all dressing <coughs> military code. I don't think you can, at least Alan, Thompson, Gavin, John Scalehill, Andrews here, Danny Duwick. And uh, Alan Hay. Actually, I have thank Alan Hay because he bought a bottle of whiskey actually saved our life in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I went to Harbin to look at the avian flu, and then we set up the research, and then we uh, tested the vaccine in, the, in, the, in the, uh, uh, about 100 pupils and to look at the, uh, the T cell response. This is basically look at the uh, 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 HA and NA response. As you can see, for the specifically T cell response, you need a second immunization to able to, to generate of uh, a, a T cell response. And the NA, some have, uh, if you, that's quite interesting. Some, if you have a, a first injection of the vaccine, you, you generate immune response. When you get a second injection, they're all going down. If they don't have immune response, first injection, then second, they will come up. The reason why that, why it's for that, we don't know. So, and also we uh, collaborate with the, uh, 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 Harbin Institute of uh, Veterinary Research, and then we look at the uh, attenuated uh, H5N1 vaccine in the monkey model, and I can see this uh, life attenuated protected uh, 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 of uh, four or four monkeys, and also this uh, antibody response and the T cell response. As a control without uh, vaccine, you don't induce any antibody and T cell response. Come back to flu again, though, though I, I think it's, uh, uh, Alan already mentioned about uh, 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 influenza. I'm, I'm sure the, uh, the, T the B cells is very, very important for protection or, or, or vaccine for influenza in general. But uh, nobody knows what the T cells do. I'm sure the T cells help, but what they actually do. So this is a very classical paper uh, and, uh, and published by Francis and Andrew about 30 years ago, and then, and then they show that is, uh, without anybody, you have a very good cor correlation of T cell response. This is the killing of uh, X-Vivo PPMC with uh, uh, infected uh, flu-infected target cells. And this is a higher killing, you have a lower viral shedding. But at that time, nobody know what the T cell recognized, because the Allen's paper come, back, come out is two years later. 
So it came a peptide, everything. So to follow Francis Andrews' uh, footprint, and now we're using uh, a modern technology, like uh, McDavid mentioned, uh, uh, discovered Andrew about tetramers and the peptides. So we uh, redid the study in collaboration with uh, John Oxford uh, from Ritual Screen and, um, and Tom uh, Wilkinson from uh, Southampton to look at the human challenge model. Again, we're screening uh, 500 volunteers, and we only found 48 totally uh, undetectable serologically against the challenge uh, 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 flu uh, uh, virus. And then one is uh, we challenge with H3, seasonal H3N2, and that one is a seasonal H1N1. And then we look at, take the sample and the point, and also look at the T-cell response. So this is the, uh, the data, and, uh, and this is the wire shedding over the uh, uh, challenge. And you can go out and pick to three days of the shedding uh, wires, H3N2. But H1N1 didn't uh, uh, shedding much of the wire in terms of replication. This is the clinical uh, data of the volunteers. So the question we'll try to look at, uh, in the absence of anybody, what T-cell can do? And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of mice work on that, but of course the mice never told you the truth. So, uh, so we, uh, we, we, we look at the, uh, how the virus specific T cells uh, during the acute HIV, uh, uh, the influenza infection, look at the breadth, the magnitude, and the phenotype, and how this immune response correlate with the clinical virus uh, replication. So the technique we use is very simple, overlapping peptide across the whole uh, virus genome, and, and, uh, and 2D matrix at a spot, I see. So this is the data uh, of, uh, at the peak, uh, uh, day seven, we have a massive uh, T cell response against all these uh, influenza uh, proteins. And uh, most importantly, I want to point out is, at the day seven, we still could not detect the antibody response. So that's why, but the, as we said, the virus already declared within seven days. So there must be T cell play a role, not anybody. And then we'll, I will, this is the correlation we'll look at is uh, the pre-existing CD4 T cell response was the CD8. And then we'll look at the, uh, the correlation of virus shedding, clinical symptom, and uh, uh, the illness the duration. Uh, clearly we find, surprisingly, we find the CD4 cell, not CD8 cells, uh, correlate with the uh, the, uh, in terms of control of the virus and the clinical outcome. And um, so we want why CD4 cell? Because that time Andrew just saw T cells or PBMC. That time, don't know CD4, CD8. So that is a, we thought it was a CDL, CD8, but CD4 cell. And then I now look at what these uh, CD4 cells do. Uh, can they, uh, uh, <coughs> Can they kill? Actually, they can kill, unless it's the target is the chromium uh, release assay. And also, they can <coughs> uh, depend, they, they express the uh, 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 the uh, uh, of like uh, 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 perforin and all these markers. And when they look at the cross reactivity of the CD4 cells, we compare this uh, CD4. Uh, 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 with the seasonal flu sequence on the top, and then at the bottom is a, a pandemic H1N1 sequence, and now uh, uh, this is a, 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 we find it's a sixth 
four of six uh, cell lines able to uh, uh, cross-react with the pandemic uh, 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 virus peptide, despite they have a two or three or one mutations. And also, uh, this is also can recognize by uh, vaccinia uh, virus, recombinant vaccinia virus infected uh, target cells. So this is not uh, just purely high peptide uh, artifact. So this is just summary of what I said is, uh, you know, we, 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 in addition to uh, Andrew's uh, uh, funding, we, and then we found that CD4 cell pre-existing cell really have a polyfunction and a cytotoxic, uh, and also able to cross-reactive with other strains of uh, virus. And then this might be leading to uh, a universal flu vaccine in addition to current uh, uh, vaccine, which is where we are going to pursue this study with the Adrian Hills group. Okay, that's and also the, uh, uh, follow that, we also uh, uh, started the uh, HIV study and we established the uh, acute HIV cohort following the uh, Chavi uh, O1 protocols. And then we are screening about uh, near over 4,000 gay men in Beijing and, uh, and to look at the, uh, uh, their centers uh, of HIV infection. And this is every two months we're screening them. So that means we catch them very early infection. And so far the cohort is over 200 acute HIV uh, sample collected. And then, and then we use that to study uh, uh, of T cell response, of course. But one thing we want to study is, uh, we don't want to study that because HIV escape as Nilu and whatever other people show that HIV escape very fast. So we. We are in collaboration with the Tom Hankies, we look at the, uh, what the immune response to the uh, HIV conserved region, which is not mutated. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then the reason is uh, 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 why they uh, conserved, because they either they, they can't mutate because they, the, uh, the viral fitness problem, or they don't have, simply don't have immune response, the pressure. So to test this hypothesis, we uh, started with the, um, uh, a chronic infection sample were collected in, in, in Beijing because in China, infection is a multi-clade, not like Africa and, and, uh, and the US uh, or UK, um, a very dominant uh, B or, or C clade. So in China, we have uh, uh, AE and B and BC. But to look at the immune response to the conserved region of peptide, you can see all the clade have generated T cell response, can detect it. So this not means they are not uh, immunogenic and, uh, and so on. And also when I look at the, uh, the virus setting point with the T cell response magnitude, uh, we saw the uh, 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 sort of a correlation, positive correlation with the uh, 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 viral load and the magnitude of T cell response. The higher T cell response we have the low uh, viral load. And this is particularly for the GAC pool of the uh, conserved region of the peptide. <coughs> And also we look at the, uh, also the chronic, or, or the acute uh, uh, cohort, and then we find this immune response is, uh, uh, you can detect it uh, at the one month of post-infection, and also uh, reach the peak uh, at the six months, and return uh, back to the uh, beginning 
after 12 months infection. And when you look at the early uh, T-cell response, I'm sorry about the Chinese there, but I think the important is uh, the figure uh, of uh, when, you look at <laughs> when you look at the, uh, 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 at the first month of the uh, uh, sample we, collect we collected, uh, you can see no, no response. And the viral load is here, and, and I have detected T-cell response to the conserved region. It's a, a, a significantly lower. And, and this is also, if you can divide the set, viral setting point, uh, and it's greater than four or less than four log, it's significantly different in terms of T-cell response to this uh, conserved uh, HIV peptide. And again, if you look at the, uh, uh, in the cohort, we have very fast, uh, about 25% of uh, rapid progressors within six months, they need the CD4 count drop below 200, so we need to have to treat them. So when you look at these two groups of uh, patient uh, rapid progressors was too slow, or normally you can see the T cell response to the conserved region is much higher than the uh, rapid progressors. So this suggests these, uh, the T cell do play a role. Uh, control the virus in HIV infections. And, uh, and Andrew and with Beijing and showed me this pa uh, paper and uh, actually it's very exciting because they, uh, this is an in vitro study. Actually, you can eradicate the, the virus if you can uh, uh, activate the virus uh, 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 through viral drugs in, in the CD4 T cell, uh, uh, infected T cells. And then in that time, you get very good T cell response. You can get rid of the uh, uh, of the virus of uh, infected cells. And then, but I would thought, you know, that would be good if we, that time we provide a strong va uh, vaccine, deliver the good T cell response, and that will be, can be eradicated uh, HIV. I think that's a very ambitious uh, 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 thought, but with Andrew Sapolo, I can do anything. <laughs> So that is just the knowledge of all the people uh, over the years uh, uh, from my lab and also collaborated in the, in the MRC uh, Human Immunology Unit and also people from UK and the US and of course China. So the, the finally I would like to thank Andrew and I think is uh, I don't think Andrew's going to retire, you know, that's for sure. And then, so I think is uh, I believe Andrew uh, will be continue support me and, uh, and uh, facing the new challenge. Uh, hopefully by the support by uh, uh, Novartis in the future, we can generate uh, a T-cell-based vaccine. Of course, the most important factor of that is the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much.